I'm Not a Gentleman is a production of ChaseAndRider.com. I read somewhere that two things that you should never cheap out on is your bed and your shoes because if you're not in one, you're in the other. I fully agree with that. Don't cheap out on your shoes, man. Not a good look. And crazy part is a lot of guys that cheap out on their shoes, those are the same guys that are spending like three or $400 on sneakers. I mean, make it make sense, man. <laughs> My whole thing that I always bring up is to keep the same energy. Yo, what up? Welcome to I'm Not a Gentleman, the show designed to help you look stylish without following trends. I'm your host, Vladimir Rache from ChaseAndRider.com and your favorite menswear YouTuber's favorite menswear YouTuber. I've helped dozens of clients and hundreds of students and viewers feel more confident by looking their best and always making a great first impression. If you know anything about me, then you know that I really, really care about shoes. Whenever I'm talking to a client, even if they come to me with a problem regarding their suits, I also want to know what their shoes are looking like because to me, it always starts with the shoes. But when it comes to shoes, there are a lot of mistakes that guys make. And this is what this episode is going to be about. We're going to go over the 10 mistakes that guys make when it comes to their shoes. Intro. Back in that, back in that bag again. So you guys know I love to do countdowns and this episode is no different. So these are 10 shoe mistakes that guys make and we're going to get to the bottom of each one and what I recommend that you do instead. Number one, not understanding how a shoe should fit. This one is very important, man, because feet are very, very tricky. No two people have the same exact feet. So you might be seeing somebody wearing a pair of shoes and you ask them, where did they get the shoes from? They give you all the information and you assume that just because you know your size, that the shoe is going to fit you. Doesn't always work that way. Now, there's something called a last. If you're not familiar, the last is the piece of wood that the shoe is shaped on. Or should I say it's the piece of wood that the shoe is shaped after. So for a shoe to have its shape, they have to stretch the leather over the last. So shoemakers have many different lasts. So if you like round-shaped shoes, that means that shoe is going to be stretched over a round last. If you like more of a soft square, same thing, the last is going to be a soft square last. So the last is extremely important because, once again, that's what gives the shoes characteristics as far as the shape. But the thing is, there's a good chance that not every last is going to work with your feet, even if you are buying the right size. And that's something that took me a while to to really realize. The good thing with me, I did get lucky early on because my feet are really weird, right? So I have a high end step, which is the top of your foot, and I also have flat feet. Typically, you don't really find those two combinations, because one of the reasons why you may have a high instep is because you have a high arch. But in my case, I have flat feet, so definitely do not have a high arch. But at the same time, I do have a high instep. But luckily for me, most of the shoes that I was getting in the beginning did fit me pretty well. Except for one brand, which is Vash. 
a brand out of Hungary, which I really, really like. But that shoe didn't fit me well at all. But I, I didn't know it was because my feet just didn't work with the last. I just kept on thinking that I was getting the wrong size. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that later. But but you do have to understand how a shoe should fit in order to have the best results. Now, there are certain things when it comes to fit that just look bad. And there are certain things that probably cause discomfort. So those are two different things. And when I say look bad, there are levels to looking bad. Some of them, it's really just you that's really paying attention to those things. And you're the only one who's really going to notice them. But some of them are very blatant. So those I would stay away from. But in most cases, if a shoe doesn't fit, you're also going to feel it. So that's definitely not something that's comfortable. Your shoes is something that your feet are in for a long period of time. So you definitely want to make sure that they're going to be as comfortable as possible. So the first sign that a shoe doesn't really fit you well is going to be on the facing. The facing is where the laces are. So there's going to be a small V in the middle, like right on top of your foot, which is where the two pieces of leather meet. The first thing that you have to be mindful of, you never want those two pieces to meet. So you always want for it to be a small space there. So let's say you go to a store and you're trying on your shoes for the first time and there's no V there and those sides already meet, then eventually they're going to overlap as your foot starts to settle into the shoe. And that's not a good feeling because you're going to feel like the shoes are coming off of your feet as you're walking because your feet is kind of swimming in the shoes. So what I always recommend is you want to have a small V because eventually when your feet settle into the shoes, then you're just going to be comfortable. But at the same time, you don't want the V to be too wide. So if the V is too wide, that means that the shoe's end step doesn't go with your foot, meaning that you have a high end step and the shoe has a low end step, so that's not a good match. Now, in a lot of cases, when you have a high end step and the shoe has a low end step, it's just very unsightly because you're going to see the V is going to be so wide. There's a lot of cases where you may not feel uncomfortable, it just looks bad. Versus if it's the opposite where let's say you have a shallow instep and the shoes have a high instep and there's no V, not only it's not really going to look right because once again, they're going to overlap, but you won't be able to wear the shoes because the shoes are going to be too big, even if it's your right size. So it is crucial that you understand fit. Something else to also be mindful of is heel slippage. And speaking of things that are uncomfortable, that's definitely something that's very uncomfortable because you don't want to be walking and you feel like the back of your foot is just coming out of the shoe. Be mindful of that when you're trying on your shoes that the back of the shoe is going to hug your heel. So I guess the bottom line to number one is to make sure that you truly understand that just because a pair of shoes is your right size doesn't mean that it's going to fit you. And unfortunately, not every last is going to go with your feet. So these things are really trial and error, though. So eventually you're going to realize what's a good fit, what's a bad fit, what works with your feet, what doesn't. 
there are a lot of different forms and groups. For example, Style Form, they're pretty much have a thread on all the popular shoe brands. So you can definitely go there and ask questions. And also, a lot of times, when you talk wearing very popular shoes, by popular, I mean shoes that are popular in the menswear community, you can kind of gauge if this last from that brand works with your feet, then this last from this other brand may not. Or it may because they're very similar. You know what I mean? So those things are trial and error. But first and foremost, you first have to understand fit. And in relation to that, you have to kind of understand what kind of fit that you have so that you can explain it when you're trying on a new maker. Because they're going to ask you questions. Do you have a high end step? Do you have flat feet? Do you have white feet, narrow, regular feet? All those things are going to help them determine if whether or not their shoes are going to work for you. So that's the first mistake that I see guys make is not understanding fit. The second mistake that a lot of guys make is they buy shoes that cannot be resold. And once again, it comes down to having knowledge of shoes because not every shoe is going to give you the option to resold it once the bottom wears out. Now, if you're spending good money on shoes, it doesn't really make sense to buy shoes that cannot be resold because you're walking on the sole, so eventually the sole is going to wear out. So one thing that I always recommend is for guys to start with Goodyear welted shoes. Every cobbler that I know have a Goodyear machine, so them resoling a Goodyear shoe should not be a problem. Now, you can also get a Blake shoe, Blake stitch. A lot of cobblers also have a Blake machine, but personally, I always like to recommend Goodyear welted to start. One of my favorite shoes is a pair of Carlos Santos that I bought a long time ago. And I've resold it, I think, three or four times. I mean, at this point, it's out of the rotation because I've resold it so much. And I have a lot of shoes, so I don't know why I kept on wearing that one because, I mean, it's just a pair of shoes that I really like, I guess, you know. But that's the kind of thing that you get with welted shoes that you don't get with shoes that cannot be resold. And I've seen a lot of guys get got because they'll look at the bottom of the shoe and they'll see stitches. And they're thinking that this shoe must be welted, but a lot of time that could just be decoration. So definitely, if you don't know that much about shoes, definitely do your research and find out what kind of construction does this brand use that you're interested in. So Goodyear welted the minimum is what I usually recommend, but... um make sure that your shoes can be resold because the upper, if you take care of it, which we'll talk more about later, should last you a while, but the sole are going to be the first thing to go. So just be mindful of that. The third mistake that I see guys make, which is kind of incredible to me, but is not taking care of their shoes. It's crazy, man, because sometimes guys will spend good money on their shoes and still not take care of them. Doesn't really make any sense, man. You take care of your shoes, the shoes are going to take care of you. We'll be right back. Yo, real quick, I got something very special to share. Are you ready to elevate your style game? Well, I got just the thing for you when you want to cost you a dime. Introducing my latest ebook, The Seven Style Mistakes That You're Making Right Now. It's packed with insights to help you up your style game. In this exclusive guide, I break down the common pitfalls that many of us fall into. From fashion faux pas to overlooked details, I got you covered. 
you'll learn how to turn heads for all the right reasons and boost your confidence in any situation. So are you ready to transform your wardrobe and leave those style mistakes behind? Head over to I'mNotAGentleman.com or click the link in the show notes to grab your copy of the 7 style mistakes that you're making right now. It's a game changer and it's 100% free. Thanks for tuning in today. And remember, style is a reflection of who you are. Let's make sure you're sending the right message. Grab your copy now and let's embark on this style journey together. Until next time, stay stylish. And when it comes to shoes, they're made out of skin. Leather is a skin, so if you don't take care of it, how do you expect it to last? It's like never putting lotion on, you know what I mean? So it's the same way you have to moisturize the shoes and you have to take care of them, man. For example, polishing your shoes. Some guys never polish their shoes. Now, personally, I like to polish my own shoes. I like the satisfaction that I get from it. And also, I find it therapeutic. And you can also do it while you're doing other things because shining your shoes can take a long time. So I usually do it while I'm watching TV or listening to a podcast. While I'm doing other things where my hands are free. So it's definitely something that I look forward to doing. And by the way, you don't have to take care of your own shoes. You can take it to a cobbler. Maybe they have a shoe shining service. If you live in a big city, you might be able to find people that shine shoes. I know New York, like in the subway station, sometimes you find them. But whatever you do, man, you should be taking care of your shoes. Personally, I do like to mirror shine my shoes, but you don't have to go to that extent if that's not your thing. But you still want to definitely moisturize the shoe. Use something like Safir Renovator and use some cream polish. Because once again, leather is a skin, so it gets dry. So you just want to make sure that you're moisturizing it. If you happen to get caught out in the rain and the shoes get wet, when you get home, you want to insert newspapers in the shoes overnight. And that's the best way to draw out the moisture, you know. But just make sure you're taking care of your shoes, man. Very, very important. Now, speaking of taking care of your shoes, the fourth mistake that a lot of guys make is not using shoe trees. That's crazy to me. Shoe trees play a major part in extending the life of your shoes. The first role that the shoe trees play is minimizing the creasing that's going to happen naturally as you wear your shoes. It's funny, man, how the shoes be looking brand new and you're like, oh man, these shoes are crazy and then you wear them the first time and you're going to find some creases in the shoe. And there's really nothing that you can do about that. It's just a natural progress of wearing your shoes. Now, going back to number one, understanding fit. If it's a really, really bad fit, then you might get some extra creases in spots where there shouldn't be. So that could be a sign that the shoe doesn't fit well. But if we're talking about shoes creasing at the vamp, that's natural, man. That's going to happen because when you walk, that's where the shoe's going to flex. So what happens is when you get home and your feet are no longer in the shoes, you want to put your shoe trees in there so that the shoe stretches out. But the second part that a shoe tree plays is that it wicks moisture from the shoes. So like I was saying, if you get caught out in the rain, you do want to put newspaper in the shoes because that's going to get rid of the moisture a lot faster. But if it's just natural sweat that accumulates 
over the eight hours or 10 hours that you're wearing the shoes, putting shoe trees in the shoes overnight, you're just going to take care of that. But at the same time, it does depend on the kind of shoe trees. So the best shoe trees are going to be natural shoe trees, meaning that they have no paint over them. That's going to draw the moisture a lot faster. Now, I have used shoe trees before that are painted, even though they do work well, but the natural ones are going to be a best bet. And one thing that I always recommend to guys, man, when you're buying shoes and the shoemaker offers lasted shoe trees, meaning that the shoe trees were made on the same last as the shoe, always get those, man. It's crazy to me that guys are buying $500 shoes, $600 shoes, but they don't want to fork an extra $100 to get the lasted shoe trees. When you're buying shoes, you should include the price of the shoe tree in your budget. So if you're thinking of buying a pair of shoes for $600 and that's your top budget and the shoe trees cost an extra $100, maybe you should get yourself a $500 pair of shoes. That way you can afford the shoe trees that come with it. So the shoe trees are very, very important. And I always recommend that guys get the last shoe trees that come with the shoes if the maker offers them. The fifth mistake that a lot of guys make when it comes to shoes is shying away from suede shoes. Suede shoes have been my first love for a long time, man. When I first started to get into shoes, I was automatically attracted to suede shoes. And one thing about suede, it definitely puts you on another level because most guys don't wear suede shoes. One misconception that I hear all the time is you shouldn't wear suede shoes when it's raining. And this is probably the biggest BS because suede shoes are actually made for the rain, I mean, the last thing you want is to be wearing your regular leather shoes in the rain. So suede shoes, all you have to do is spray them with some waterproof spray and you're good to go. You just have to do that maybe once every four weeks or so, once a month. And what's going to happen is the rain or whatever liquid it is, it's just going to beat right off the shoe. You can't do that with regular leather. As much as I love grain shoes, you can't do that with grain shoes. And another beauty of suede shoes is you don't have to shine them. So if you do get some stain on them, there are ways to take care of them. There are erasers where you can erase some of the stain and you can brush it out. But as far as regular maintenance, or should I say as far as regular polishing, you don't have to do that with suede shoes at all. Suede shoes are very resilient. And it's just something that I really, really love, man. When I went to the trunk show that took place in New York a couple of weeks ago and we did a shoe circle picture, you know I was wearing my suede shoes, man. So suede shoes, highly recommended, and you shouldn't be shying away from suede shoes. Now, are they as formal as regular leather shoes? No. So I wouldn't wear suede shoes to somebody's wedding or more somber event, but... On your day-to-day of wearing a suit, going to church, going to work, going to hang out, whatever the case may be, then I would highly recommend suede shoes. Now, if you're not comfortable yet wearing suede shoes with your suit, then I would say start getting your casual shoes in suede. So if you like loafers and you wear those casually, then start getting suede loafers. If you like Splito Derbies, like myself, I'm a huge Splito Derby person, so get your Splito Derbies in suede. That way you can get used to start wearing suede shoes before you start moving to Oxford that you're going to be wearing with your suit. 
But yeah, man, don't shy away from suede. Embrace it. Nothing like it. The sixth mistake that a lot of guys make when it comes to their shoes is wearing only one style of shoes. And I was guilty of that myself. Like in the beginning, I would only get Oxfords. And I wasn't embracing all the other type of shoes there were. You know, like I wasn't into split derbies. I wasn't into loafers. I wasn't into boots. So every shoe that I was getting were Oxfords. So if I had to dress casually, then I would wear suede Oxfords. You know what I mean? With suede Oxfords, like I was saying before, you can definitely wear them casually, but I should have been embracing the other types of shoes better, like split derbies and loafers and boots for winter wear and those type of things. You know what I mean? I was just getting different type of Oxfords instead of getting different types of shoes. So definitely embrace all styles of shoes. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's cool to have your favorites. My favorite is a Peak Hill Counter Adelaide. But sometimes that changes, man. Sometimes I just like a plain cap to Oxford in different colors. Sometimes that's my favorite shoes to wear. So it does change. But I think deep down inside the Peak Hill Counter Adelaide is probably my favorite. Ironically enough, some guy commented on my latest YouTube video that I just released a couple of days ago. It's an unboxing of a pair of shoes from Yeosal. But he said that he only wear Adelaide and he has them in all colors. He doesn't feel the need to buy any other style. So I was like, wait, so every single shoe that you own is in Adelaide? He was like, yeah, I don't feel the need to get anything else. I'm straight with Adelaide's. I mean, I think that's a little bit odd. I don't know how many pairs of shoes that he has, but, you know, to each his own. But you should definitely explore. It's one thing to just wear Oxfords, but this guy's telling me he only wears Adelaide's. What happened to the other styles of shoes, man? I think that's a narrow way to look at things. You know what I mean? You should definitely explore and expand. You know, even me, like I said, I was close-minded in the beginning, but I knew I should have different types of Oxfords, not just one style. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's me, but I thought that was a little bit odd. But in this case, I'm saying don't only just get Oxfords. Start getting all types of shoes. The seventh style mistake that a lot of guys make is not knowing the difference between an Oxford and a Derby. I must admit, I didn't know the difference myself early on. I've spoken about this before, but the Oxford is going to have a closed lacing system versus a derby is going to have an open lacing system. So the Oxford is the dressier option of the two. Although, like I was saying, most men can't really tell the difference. But it's very important that you do know that there is a difference. In most cases, when you're wearing a suit, especially a formal suit, you should only be wearing those with Oxford shoes, versus derbies are made for more casual wear. Now, I do wear my split derbies with suits, but... I really wear them with more casual suits like flannel, corduroy, tweed, those type of suits. You know what I'm saying? Whenever I'm wearing a more formal suit, then I wear Oxfords. Now, there are more than two style of shoes, but those are the two that you really need to pay attention to the most. And those are the two that you're probably going to find more often. So... Familiarize yourself with Oxfords and Derbies. 
There's room for both, but you should know the difference. The eighth shoe mistake that a lot of guys make is not owning a pair of black shoes. And this is something that you see usually with guys that think that they are really into menswear and they're turning their nose up at black shoes. It doesn't really make sense, man, because there are certain events where only a pair of black shoes is going to work and not just any kind of black shoes either. You want something plain, like a plain cap to Oxford or a whole cut. So those are the only shoes that I would recommend that somebody wears to a wedding. Now, what if you get invited to a black tie affair? What are you going to wear with your tuxedos? You're going to rent some black shoes just like you're going to be renting your tuxedo? Number one, you should never rent a tuxedo, but I digress. We're talking about shoes for this one. Maybe I'll do another episode about tuxedos another time. But black shoes are very necessary, man. And black shoes are also the most versatile, meaning that they're going to work with every suit color. They're not the most versatile as far as style. Sometimes they can look too dressy. So they are better options when it comes to that. But when we're talking about a pale shoe that's going to go with every suit color, nothing beats black. Personally, I'm not really into black suits myself. But if you are into black suits, black suits only go with black shoes. So that's what I mean by black being the most versatile. It's going to go with every single suit color. You know what I mean? So I don't care how stylish you think you are. You definitely need black shoes. You don't have to have multiple pairs. You can just have one. So you can't really be considered well-dressed and have a complete closet that doesn't include a pair of black shoes. The ninth shoe mistake that a lot of guys make is wearing the same shoes on consecutive days. Now, I'm not saying that you have to have a huge collection, but you should have at least two pairs, especially if you wear suits very often. So if your work requires you for you to go to the office and wear a suit, you can't wear the same shoes every day. You should definitely give them a day of rest in between. So you want to have at least a two-shoe rotation. So actually, that kind of goes back to the whole not taking care of your shoes. But you cannot wear the same shoes on back-to-back days. The shoe needs time to rest. Like I was saying before, there's going to be moisture in the shoe. And that's when you put your shoe trees in there to wake away the moisture. So you need to give it that day of rest. You can't put the shoes back on the following day. So I would highly recommend that you have at least two pairs of shoes. Once again, you don't have to have tons of shoes, but definitely a minimum of two pairs because you have to rotate them. And in that case, I would recommend maybe a pair of black shoes and a pair of dark brown shoes. Those are going to be your most formal options. And then, you know, hopefully you can get more than two. If you go back to episode four, I talk about the five must-have shoe colors and how to wear them. So in that episode, I definitely go a lot deeper about shoe colors and what I would recommend that somebody gets if they were starting their collection. But um, definitely black should be in that. And dark brown would be my other, my other recommendation if you're only getting two. And last but not least, the biggest mistake that I see guys make is buying cheap shoes, man. Yeah, definitely. I see that a lot. I work with a lot of guys, and when we're talking about their budget, they usually leave the shoes till the very end. 
And like I was saying before, I think that shoes are extremely important and should be put first. Now, if your thing is the suit should be first, that's cool. Just make sure that the shoe is second then. Definitely don't neglect the shoes to where you only have $100 left and that's where you want to get your shoes. When you're building a house, you start with the foundation and your shoes or your foundation. There are ways to cut corners when you're putting an outfit together or building a wardrobe, but your shoes shouldn't be one of them. Now, with that said, right now, I feel like we are in the golden age of shoes. I've been saying that for the past five or six years, but it's getting even crazier by the day. There are new brands coming out, starting around the $200 price point that are giving you extremely nice shoes. So I'm not saying that you have to blow your budget on shoes. Between two and $300, there are a ton of options out there. So that's what I would recommend that you spend minimum because guys do ask me that question. They're like, you used to speak about shoes a lot. What do you recommend as far as price point? Before, I used to be between four and 500. I think that's a pretty good price point to start at. I still think that's a really, really sweet price point. There are a ton of options that open up to you once you go up to that budget, but you don't have to. It just really depends on what you're looking to spend. But between two and 300, there are a ton of options these days that are available. So I'll be making another episode on the brands that I recommend, let's say under $300. But um, definitely don't buy cheap shoes, man. I read somewhere that two things that you should never cheap out on is your bed and your shoes because if you're not in one, you're in the other. I fully agree with that. Don't cheap out on your shoes, man. Not a good look. And crazy part is a lot of guys that cheap out on their shoes, those are the same guys that are spending like three or $400 on sneakers. I mean, make it make sense, man. <laughs> My whole thing that I always bring up is to keep the same energy. So if you think that your sneakers are important, why don't you think that your shoes are just as important? It doesn't really make any sense, man. I can understand you don't wear shoes that often. But that's even more reason to have nice shoes. That way, when you do wear shoes, you're wearing some nice-size shoes. Like, I don't do this often, but when I do, best believe they're going to be nice. You know what I'm saying? And once again, you don't have to break the bank to get some nice shoes. Just have to know about shoes and know what to get. And if you're not really sure what nice shoes are, I do work with guys one-on-one to step up their wardrobe, whether it's their shoes, whether it's their suits, ties, shirts. I do the whole thing, man, so... So definitely get on the call with me. We can do a 20-minute discovery call so we can see if we're a good match. You can tell me what problem that you have that you're looking to solve, and I'll be more than happy to work with you. So there'll be a link in the description for you to book a 20-minute discovery call. It is a free call, although it's not a free coaching call. It's just a free call to see if we're a good match so I can see exactly what the issues are that you're looking to solve. But um, that's what I do, man. So definitely reach out to me if you want some one-on-one work. So this is the part of the podcast where I answer your questions. If you want to participate, all you have to do is go to I'mNotAGentleman.com. Click on the microphone on the lower right corner. Tell me your name and where you're calling from. And you can ask your questions for a chance for it to be answered live on Another Gentleman. Let's get to today's question. Hey, Vladimir. My name is Adam, and I'm from Toronto, Ontario. I had a quick question for you. I have a formal wedding coming up, and I'm looking to wear a double-breasted suit. I'm wondering if it's appropriate for the occasion. 
I'll most likely be the only guy with a double-breasted suit, which will no doubt attract attention and comments, especially given this crowd. Given that this isn't my day and I shouldn't be taking attention away from the bride and groom, is a DB appropriate as a wedding guest? Thanks for your help. So that's a good question, and I'm sure that a lot of other guys are thinking the same. This happens to be a topic that I am very passionate about. Although with this one, I'm a little bit torn when it comes to the answer. So my thoughts on weddings are as follows. I feel like when it comes to weddings, it's very important that your goal is not to stand out. But the problem is a lot of guys don't really get to wear suits that much. And going to a wedding is really when they get a chance to really flex their suit muscles. So this is why when you go to weddings, you see a lot of guys, they're wearing navy suits with light brown shoes, which you should never do. But you see them doing that at weddings because they're not thinking that this is not their day. They're just thinking that they're wearing a suit, so they're just going to go all out. And you see guys wearing pinstripe suits and all sorts of crazy things like that, where really it's not your day, so you should be trying to fit in, not trying to stand out. Sometimes I get pushed back on that topic. But here's the thing. Like, I go to weddings. I'm not trying to stand out, but guess what? I end up standing out anyway because most guys don't really know how to dress. Most of us don't really know how to dress like that. So if you go to a wedding and your suit fits, your shoes are shiny, you're going to stand out regardless, man, because most guys are not going to look like that. So even when I go there not trying to stand out, I end up standing out anyway. So I'm not telling you to go there and look like crap. I'm just telling you don't go there to try to be extra because it's not your day. The reason why I'm torn about the answer is because I know certain guys that only wear double-breasted suits. And that's because depending on your body shape, if you're a wider guy with a bit of a belly, a double-breasted suit is going to flatter your body a lot better than a single-breasted suit. So in that case, should I tell them to go get a single-breasted suit just to attend a wedding? That's the point I'm not really too sure about. But if you're not one of those guys and you have single and double-breasted suits in your closet, then I would say you should not wear a double-breasted suit to a wedding. Because without a doubt... A double-breasted suit stands out more than a single-breasted counterpart. So in that case, I would definitely recommend that you just stick with a single-breasted suit. Anything that's going to bring extra attention to itself, I would say no to. For example, a bow tie is definitely going to stand out a lot more than a regular tie. Brown shoes, stay away from those. So I feel the same way about a double-breasted suit versus a single-breasted suit. So this is how I feel about that situation. Just stick to a single-breasted suit if you have that option. So this was my episode on the top 10 shoe mistake that I see a lot of guys make. And tune in again next week for another fire episode of I'm Not a Gentleman. Peace. Watch 